Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to SEC Football and Beyond for this Monday, March 16th, It would, in which continues to be a surreal last several days. I think a lot of it's, uh, for, for me anyway, starting to really sink in of what's going on. I am not going to have a conversation about things I am not an expert on, um, but certainly to not acknowledge it and to not at least have to, how it affects everyone. And certainly it affects what we talk about, college football here on the Pro Football Show. We, we've got a lot of things to talk about that are that are not related to the coronavirus that is um, the pandemic that has got our whole country wrapped in. I, I would just like to say, is someone that, again, doesn't, no, only can listen, and I listen to the health experts. Anybody that's heard me talk about football, you know, understands that uh, I, I get it. Football is fun, okay? Everybody's an amateur coach and a scout and a general manager, the fantasy football world. I get pissed off with people that obviously don't know what they're talking about talking about coaching issues and things of that nature because if you haven't done it, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. But that's a world of fun and games, and, and it does have an effect on people's lives and their jobs and things of that nature. It's really important. But what we talk about on a daily basis is fun and games. Uh, I think it's not only wrong, but I think it's irresponsible for anybody, our politicians, media, or anybody, to be talking about this stuff other than asking questions of the experts. And, and it's just me. It's believing in the science, believing in the people that are the medical, the epidemiologists that are experts in this. Be safe. I don't care what your politics are. I really am not a political person. I vote in vote my conscience and try to study the issue, but 
you know, I don't care about the BS. But I do care about the fact that, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of things that we need to be paying attention to. And I recognize there are a lot of people hurting in a lot of different areas. And I I think we have to be, you know, be willing to, um, you know, work together and help people out. Check on your neighbors or, you know, make sure that they've got what they need and be careful. Do what the health experts say and it, because uh, it could get worse. It It's uh, definitely unlike anything that I've ever experienced and it is having a, an effect on, listen, it is having, quite frankly, less effect on me personally because I, you know, am by myself, work um, in my office, and so in a normal, in a normal schedule, I'm quarantined because of just my work. And with technology, I'm allowed to do consulting work for teams. And I, I admit, I usually will do a little bit more traveling now. And and quite frankly, thrilled I don't have to. Um, when I have to travel, I will. I'm not going to be traveling now because I'm not going to add to the complexities of it. Some people need to. It's a lot more serious. It's affecting the economy, a lot of things. Anyway, I'm not here to preach. I'm here to, A, provide a forum to where people can listen and maybe get away from that stuff. But it is going to be necessary that we talk about the effect that it's having on the college football world. And as I mentioned, the pro football world, we're having more and more schools, conferences shutting down spring practice. We've got to. Okay. There's no answer for buts about it. It is pretty clear that the health experts around the world, I just get a kick out of people thinking that it's a it, it this is not a it's 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 a thing about it. it's 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 a worldwide issue now it's across different continents that health experts are saying you really need to be away from people and this is serious and we've got to take these precautions so when you are shutting down schools i mean my god the schools that are being shutting down at the primary and the high school level it's causing a lot of problems family issues who's going to take care of the kids you know i mean you know you may take care of kids and you know but then you got daycare well are they gonna continue i mean there's a whole lot of issues that are you know very very serious well of course we're going to have school closures in college well of course it's going to be followed up with spring practice and recruiting visits Folks, you know, look, I am going to talk about the effect that it's going to have in a second. But in the grand scheme of things, what we talk about here, it's just not that important compared to what probably you're dealing with on a personal level and what other people are dealing with on a regular basis. So, reminder, um, this podcast is brought to you. 
by the great folks at 401k Generation, and we brag on them a lot because they're such a big part of our family, and they do such a good service. They perform such a good service. I can't think of a time that is bad or inappropriate to give the guys and gals that 401k Generation a call or a text, but this may be as good a time as any to call them. Everyone is dealing with issues with the stock market, where things are headed. You know, there's a a natural innate panic that sets in. Concerned about the future. Concerned about the immediate future. Concerned about what it means long term. They're not here to babysit you. They're here to help you. They're here to guide you through some decisions that you may have to make or at least a better understanding of what's going on. Give them a call. Give them a text today. They're licensed in all 50 states. You can reach them at 1-866-998-5879. For that matter, if there's something that you want to share, certainly questions that you want to ask on this podcast, go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris, and send it to me. And maybe something you can offer on this or whatever. Um, But if you also have a need and a desire to brand yourself or your business, we're open to doing that. We're looking for the right fits. And TJ's always uh, on the market looking for some right fits. So, again, drop us a line and we will get in touch with you. Um, Make sure you're catching this podcast each and every day. Signing up wherever you sign up for podcasts for Landry Football's conference call. And make sure that you combine listening to this podcast with with LandryFootball.com. Make sure that you're checking that out, our notebooks daily. Get a membership. We've got our best offer ever, our scouting season offer. Take advantage of that, uh, and it's a great opportunity to stay in tune with everything going on around free agency, the draft. We've got all our free agent boards, free agent scouting reports. Yes, free agency is on targets already kind of started with the new CBA. More to that in the pro football show, complete details in the pro football show. But the new CBA, the league year is on pace to start on Wednesday, and we've got a big week ahead there. In the college world, it is a little bit different. So you want to check out and get all the latest. As details breaks, when we tape this show, there's information that very often takes place from the time that we tape this show and the time that it drops early in the morning. So you want to make sure that you're checking out LandryFootball.com for all the latest. So what does it all mean in terms of football? And understand, again, that's not that important in the grand scheme of things. But... You've got certain programs that have not many. Not many have finished spring practice, but some have. Uh, quite a few have gotten a few spring practices in, and then quite a few have not started, and may not have a spring. How do we deal with it? Um, look, these are uncharted territory and times where it all depends 
upon where this is going in terms of finding a cure, finding some answers, alleviating some of the problem. I, you know, I don't know where this is headed. I, I am like anyone else that's trying to figure this out. And let me just say this, and this has obviously been a tough weekend because we are sitting here on Monday morning, and we all thought, as we would, as sports fans would be looking at the NCAA basketball bracket and looking ahead to a tremendous Thursday and Friday of wall-to-wall basketball. And uh, we're not having that. We understand why we're not having it. And, folks, you know what? It's, it's, I was a little bit lost this weekend. I was busy all weekend with work, but I always, you know, was planning, as I always do, have basketball games on and then, you know, take the little five-minute break, watch the end of the game, and see who's winning the ACC, bas- the ACC championship, the SEC, the Big Ten, Big 12, and following it all, and who's get- getting ready for the bracket, all that stuff. All that stuff's gone. But you know what? It's – look, these are decisions that are pretty severe. We're getting missed messages by some politicians, but the medical medical community is pretty clear. This is getting worse. Folks, this is going to get worse before it gets better. So we don't know if we're going to have a chance to have any spring practices. Hell, I can't sit there and tell you that it's certain we're going to – I mean, is this going to go into the summer? They say the the high temperature is a way to kill this – virus I, but I, heck i don't know i'm listening like everyone else so let's see where this goes there's some decisions that are going to need to be made i think that the ncaa needs to get in and step in with the conferences and say we, we need to make sure that we do this and and how do we deal with the inequities of spring practice you know do you take it all the way to giving extra practices in fall camp to the ones that didn't. Um, That's all documented, how many practices when you practice. The the conference office has that. So do you make that determination? I think you're going to have to look at that, and I don't have the answers yet. But I can tell you that coaches are going to him and haw about what the heck's going on. We only – we got no practices, and somebody else got eight practices. It's going to be a big deal. Now, the recruiting has been suspended. Well, that's been consistent across the NCAA board, so nobody's going to have an advantage there. Now, everything's been suspended to at least April 15th. That's a key date. That's not an arbitrary date. April 15th is the start of the evaluation period. Listen, again, being repetitive, I don't know what the future is going to hold. My guess is this is going to go well beyond that. It will likely affect the evaluation period to where I think we'll be shut out longer than that. I don't think we're going to have that. We're going to have to adjust, but everybody's going to have to adjust the same, and so it may be a unusual recruiting cycle where you don't have as much evaluation. You may have to adjust, for example, in the fall a little bit more, and which is difficult to get out and look at players, but maybe 
For example, the NCAA may have to be creative. Go figure that. Do you allow certain analysts to go on the road in the fall to make up for evaluation days that you couldn't in the spring? Um, you have to put a cap on it. You know, some schools don't really have analysts. I mean, they can't afford to give up their coach. I mean, you're going to have to look at this. Um, major college schools have them, of course, but you're going to have to look at this very closely to figure out how we're going to going to get through that. Uh, it is, again, all things considered, what's going on, not that big of a deal. But from a football standpoint, it is going to be imperative that we have the proper amount of time to develop players in the spring and develop players in the fall leading up to to uh, to the season as well as the evaluation process. So um, we are obviously canceled everything through this this entire spring semester through June. I don't see anything changes on changing on the recruiting calendar other than that's going to be shut down as well. It, it is looking like it. Now, people have asked me, who does it affect most? Well, it affects everybody. It affects mostly. Obviously, if you're a first-year coach, if you're a Mike Norvell at, at Florida State or, you know, whomever, it could be anybody. It's first-year coach. Um you don't have as much practice time. You don't have as much time to get your team in the right position to um, you evaluate, to get an assessment of where you need to go and what you need to do. That it's a that's a bigger adjustment than if you're an incumbent coach. But keep in mind you still got a lot of new players. So even if you're an incumbent coach, there are inherent disadvantages, inherent disadvantages to not being able to have this time in the off season. So it is going to be quite a bit of an adjustment. It's going to affect your favorite draft prospects, your favorite schools. They are not going to be able to work out in pro days anymore. They're not going to be able to visit with draft, uh, with the NFL teams. Look, I mean, if we're stopping, you know, and 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 preventing crop, we sure as hell not going to allow that. So I, you, I completely understand that's going to be an adjustment. It's going to be an adjustment for NFL teams in the evaluation process of the draft. Again, all things considered, not that big of a deal. Um, it's something everybody will get through, but it's going to take some creativity. We've seen the NCAA act quickly on people in spring sports will be offered another year of eligibility. How many are willing to take it? But that's that's a good offer. I, I think you're going to see a universal um, uh, adjustment to some of the things on evaluating and recruiting, which I think the recruiting part is can be advanced into the future in terms of uh, as long as everybody's consistent. We're not to April 15th yet. So this has happened and this has come down. So no one's going to be able to go out 
and evaluate from April 15th on, assuming this is still in place, which I think it is. So you'll be able to just maybe change some adjustments to the calendar, the recruiting calendar during the fall if you need to. But the whole spring practice issue is going to be the most intriguing because it is one in which no, it this wasn't determined uh, enough of an issue to stop spring, spring practice um, until recently. So if you got into a later spring practice, you're just in bad shape there. Um, so there's really nothing to report and will be nothing to report on that um, until we know more about what's going on um, with the health crisis situation. Over at Florida, Scott Strickland has had discussions with Dan Mullen about possible contract extension there. Uh, makes sense. think that that is something that Dan would like, and I think Scott certainly would like. So that's in play. Um, some recruiting information, and again, it, it, now here's the other thing is you're not going to – kids are not going to be able to uh, be prohibited now from – signing their national letter of intent, but you can still recruit. And obviously we're talking about class of 2021, some places class of 2022. Uh, you're going to have recruiting visits stopped. So when we sit there and tell you so-and-so's planning a visit to, well, those plans have changed. Uh, not going to be visiting. Can't handle that. Can't do that anymore. But there's some kids that at least are – making their intentions known or ideas known about who they like. So some recruiting news of the weekend that I thought were pertinent. Uh, Four-star receiver Marcus Burke, uh, he's got his top five. Florida, Miami, Penn State, Georgia Tech, and Georgia with Florida the likely destination. The Jacksonville native previously tagged the program as the leader. He is a top 300 overall prospect in this 2021 class. Four-star defensive tackle in 2021, Victory Vaca. We talked about him. He um, is going to. It's going to be a December commitment. Six-three, three hundred five. Um, but he's whittled it down. He's and that's the news is he's whittled it down to five. Texas A&M, Florida, are the two SEC schools. Florida State, Michigan, and Oregon are the three schools not in the SEC. He's from Westlake Village, California. So, again, Texas A&M, Florida are the two schools for this Westlake Village kid. Um, it's a different-looking group. Arizona State, LSU, Utah, Michigan, Oregon um, are already on the schedule for official visits. Um, Florida was going to get a mid-April visit. Again, that's on hold now. Off. Well, not on hold. It's off until we can visit again. Um, Four-star outside backer, Ramira Dilworth, is going to announce his commitment on May 9th. He obviously has decided between Alabama, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Georgia, and South Carolina. He's one of the top 20 best outside linebackers in the country, uh, one of the top dozen players in the state of North Carolina. Uh, you got to beat North Carolina for him. That's the big leader there. But those are the SEC schools that are in on them. Four-star receiver Mario Williams has narrowed his potential spots down um, 
he has kind of, I think, like over 35 offers. But Florida, Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU, or Georgia. So only Oklahoma is the one outlier in the group of five schools that he has um, with, again, Florida, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. Um, he's a slot receiver. Really good speed. Really good nifty route runner. Impressive-looking kid. Can't wait to uh, tell you more about him when really break down a lot of film in the summer on these kids and get you a good feel for him. Four-star quarterback Miller Moss would like to make his pledge in early May. He's not yet locked in on a commitment date, but he's got a general timeline. Alabama, LSU are the two SEC schools in the mix. Cal, Stanford, UCLA, and USC are also in on the Mission Hills, California native. Um, Alabama received the verbal from four-star 2022 defensive end Jeremiah Alexander. He is um, one of the top prospects in the 2021 class. He's from Alabaster, Alabama. So um, he picked Alabama over Auburn, Nebraska, Tennessee, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Uh, Missouri received a verbal commitment from three-star quarterback Tyler Macon, six foot one eighty, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, UCLA, among the others. It's a local get for Missouri. Currently attends uh, East St. Louis High School. Top twenty overall prospect in that state of Missouri, and one of the one of the best top uh, twenty-five, thirty dual threat quarterbacks in the country. Some news uh, around uh, the conference. Transferring Alabama defensive back Scooby Carter was arrested Wednesday, charged with third-degree domestic assault. Um, she's had an interesting offseason. He entered the transfer portal in November, reportedly pulling back in mid-January, re-entering the portal near the end of February. Um, just as he's eyeing for a transfer, this happens. Uh, Missouri was one of the latest on Friday to cancel their spring practice. They were, in fact, uh, they were, it was actually Saturday morning. Um, so, again, that's been pretty much consistent. Uh, Kentucky redshirt senior quarterback Terry Wilson with a left knee is hoping to return to action at some point during fall camp. If you remember, he suffered that patella tendon injury during the second game of the season. Um, he's really, they tell me he's had to work all, all over getting over the mental barrier, but <clears throat> mental barrier dealing with the injuries, but should be ready for the opener against Eastern Michigan, um, or at least they think so. With they got Joey Gatewood coming in as well, so he could be uh, a possibility. Over at LSU, redshirt freshman quarterback Peter Parrish um, is right now suspended. Uh, the future's up in the air. Uh, I think that he can come back. I think they're working through some things, and we'll see how this play. He would be the presumptive backup to Miles Brennan. 
you've got freshman T.J. Finley and Max Johnson, Brad Johnson's son, uh, behind Brennan now. Um, so you've got in in the spring practice, Finley throwing second and Johnson throwing third in the spring practice while they were having it. And um, some other news at Florida, Kyle Trask talking a lot about the Gators and their chances and uh, of winning and competing in the East. Kentucky hired former Oregon. We mentioned this on one of our other podcasts this past week, but Kentucky hired former Oregon wide receiver coach Devon Booknight, serving the same capacity. Longtime assistant on the staff at Utah State before accepting the job at Oregon this past year. Um, transfer portal news. Tight end Giles Amos, Alabama redshirt senior, has entered the transfer portal. Uh, he walked on in 16 for Alabama, awarded a scholarship for the 19 season. Uh, he is going to be a graduate transfer and can play immediately. Uh, redshirt junior linebacker Markel Benton, no longer on the team. <clears throat> Expected to transfer as well. 6'2", 235-pounder left the team after the season and not there. Um, don't know if he's going to be a graduate transfer or not, how that's going to play out. We'll keep you up to date as we find it out. Georgia Redshirt junior quarterback John Setter has entered the transfer portal. He's from Salzburg, Connecticut, graduate who walked on in 17 and, you know, was a backup guy, not going to get much time. Um, and then a little bit of interesting news out of Texas A&M where junior safety Leon Neal still not enrolled in the NCAA transfer portal. Said he tweeted out he was going to transfer. He's a four-star prospect, highly rated, was in Jimbo's first signing class in 18 Played in all 12 of A&M's games, started eight, played pretty well, graded out pretty well. Um, I, you know, I, I I don't know if he's coming or gone. So those are some thoughts. Um, draft news, draft nuggets. want to get into some of that. Uh, as I try to kind of break down what I see and what the evaluation process where it takes me in terms of the look at film, get closer and closer to the draft. We're going to do a lot of this. We got much more detailed information over on LandryFootball.com. But been asked a lot about a number of guys, and so we'll we'll address a few of them here or there as come and go. Stephen Sullivan, LSU, behind Thaddeus Moss, but a really good player. I think he's got a chance to make you know, 6'5", 248, he's a little bit of a tweener, not a physical enough blocker to be an inline guy, and not overly athletic, but he's got strong natural hands, and I think he could be a guy that can be a outside chance to make a team. Um, Florida wide receiver Freddie Swain is a real interesting prospect. Got outstanding size and speed. Can be a really effective slot player. Really good hands. Good return skills. Doesn't have a good feel for coverages and route running. He's going to have to have a lot of work on that. Get asked a lot about who's going to be the best running back or the the best running back out of this draft and the first running back off the board. It could very well be DeAndre Swift. Just 
excellent in his three years, one of the more complete backs, I think the most complete back in the draft, and I think um, a guy that's likely going to be at least as I finish my grades, I think he's going to get a first-round grade, grade, round grade for me, and we'll see if he ends up there. Juwan Jennings been asked a lot about him, the Tennessee receiver. Um, he led all the FBS receivers in the country in tackles avoided last year with 30. Doesn't run very well, and he doesn't have the explosive-type numbers on the field or in the workouts. Anthony Jennings of Alabama, interesting prospect, an edge player on defense that has got ideal strength to set the edge against the run but likes the burst and second moves as a passer. Really good technique sound, always plays in really good positions, had to work hard, played through knee injury in 17. His medical situation is going to be really important. Another Florida receiver, Van Jefferson, we've talked about a bunch, very productive possession receiver, may not threat you vertically, but but I think could be a really good number three receiver in this league. Um, Andrew Thomas, Georgia. You know, he's he is the I've said this before. He's a mauler in the run game, and he's the best run-blocking offensive lineman in this draft. Um, probably a late day one guy, but can play either tackle spot. Um, I think he's a solid purple-grade player at the next level with red-grade potential and um, maybe even consistent high red-grade ability down the road once he improves his pass blocking. Memphis running back Patrick Taylor has a size to take on contact. I don't like his run instincts. Uh, Probably going to be an undrafted free agent, but somebody that's really, really good um, in terms of an undrafted free agent and good special teams potential. We've talked about Justin Jefferson of LSU. Um, Justin Jefferson is a really good receiver. Um, Good skills, good hand-catching ability, and and displayed the speed. I think he helped one of the guys that helped himself the most at the Combine. Kentucky's Logan Sternberg, the guard, may not be the most athletic guy, but he's really advanced as far as technique and footwork. Quick studies, versatile. Um, not a lot of upside, but I think he's got some versatility as a later-round guy. Um, Louisiana Tech's Ladarius Sneed, six foot, one hundred ninety-two, one of the fastest defensive backs at the com, one of the fastest players at the combine. Period at four three nine. It it's good. He's got some position versatility, but his speed really helped him, as it did Louisiana Lafayette's Robert Hunt. It's a four-year starter for ULL, left guard, moved to right tackle, played there two years. Frame is NFL ready. Doesn't have great footwork or pad level, but this guy could would be a fourth-round value and even third-round potential with him. Um, Quadir, um Shepard over at Ole Miss. 6'3", 261-pounder, played with his hands on the ground for much of his time at Ole Miss, but may have to play from a three-point stance. Um, You can get maybe a little bit more weight on him, and he can play down a nickel. Auburn's um, Noe Igonie is 
a real intriguing guy that athletically can run so well, and he's got a 40-inch vertical jump, not nearly as good of a player. Um, very, very raw, limited change of direction, but he's got some physical straight-line speed. Jalen Hurts had his pro day at Oklahoma this before all the stoppage of it. Former Alabama quarterback ran 4.59, ran at a vertical of 35, and and uh, broad jump 125, all at the combine. You know, people have asked me and people have thrown out different, you know, comparisons. To me, he's Tyrod Taylor. Maybe a, a, a cut better than Tyrod, but leadership skills, play extension, athleticism with strength, can throw on the move, prefers to run from the pocket rather than to step in. And uh, I think is a quality backup. I'm not ready to put him like some are um, in Lamar Jackson's class, but he's going to get his chance. And I think the play of a guy like Lamar Jackson only increases his chance. Tennessee's uh, Daryl Taylor, defensive end, can be utilized as a 4-3 end or a 3-4 edge rusher at the next level, show some ability to dip and run, develop some pass rush skills. Alex Taylor, the tackle from South Carolina State, big, big mountain of a man, 6'8", 308, ran 503, really good athleticism. Um, going to be real interesting to see how this plays out. So those are some just uh, random uh, film grade notes um, on draft, prox- draft prospects. We are going to maybe get into some more detail as time permits. Uh, maybe take position by position. Um, you know, maybe we'll do uh, next week. We'll do uh, the uh, or a little bit closer to the draft on some key players. Um, detailed scouting reports. Time limits what we can do here, but certainly you got the full details over at LandryFootball.com, and that's why we encourage you to check that out. Um, we got it. Obviously, the draft boards, the scouting reports, you got we got it all for you over at LandryFootball.com. So you want to make sure that you check that out. Check that out today. We also want to make sure that uh, you check out Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation. Look, folks, they're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you. Give them a call. Give them a text. One eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine. Make sure that you join us tomorrow for ACC football and beyond. And remember, it's and beyond so that we can always have the means to talk to you about what's going on in the world of college football. Now, look, just to give you an idea, people say, well, what are you going to do? A lot of what we're going to talk about this time of year would be spring practice. With that shutting down, there's a little bit of that that's you know can't react to. Uh, recruiting, there are news that will still be out there, and we're going to have that for you. There may not be as much of it. There'll be some transfer portal news, but there may not be as much of it, mainly because those guys can't go on visits now with the restrictions. But we're still going to have that information. And then, obviously, we're going to talk some big picture items in college football. And we got some suggestions that are, are we're open to suggestions on things you want to hear, historical, you know, elements to the game. But there's obviously a lot that's pertaining to the draft with prospects. So 
we try to bring that to you as well. So we've got folks that's never, there's always information to get to, but a lot of it is minutia, and we want to make sure that we're covering all the things that you want us to cover. So we're going to hit that. We're also going to hit some other things as well as we, we move along this process through the rest of the spring. And like everyone else, uh, hope and pray that things get better. And I know they will in time, but hope they get better soon uh, and we get back to some sense of normalcy in our life. But hope and pray for those that are less fortunate, that are the most in danger, and hope that people make smart decisions and not just look at this from political views, but look at this from real-life views. Because... Um, how would you feel if you contributed to somebody getting sick or worse? So let's just kind of all band together and hope that everything um, can get better quickly for all of us. Hey, again, check us out for ACC football and beyond tomorrow. Uh, flip on over to listen to the Pro Football Show. Tons of news today and all week. The one thing that hasn't slowed down at all in the sports world is Pro Football off season it is going to be bigger news than ever before it usually rivals march madness in terms of excitement free agency probably this year just in an overall sense of people being downtrodden because of the health issues um may not be as much but in terms of the sports standpoint it's the only thing on right now uh and in and it is obviously tracking what's going on in free agency um, the league year is going to start on time as of Sunday night, unless something changes. So the deadline to put the franchise tags is Monday. The legal tamping period starts Monday night. The Titans got Ryan Tannehill signed. Tom Brady's coming up. Where is he going to go? We're going to find out a whole lot of information this week. And we're going to keep you up to date on LandryFootball.com and certainly on the Pro Football Show. So you check us out there. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. Be safe out there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.